So I feel like super fucking relieved. I was exhausted with my with my lifestyle. So I was uh, really, I'm really fucking thrilled to have all my belongings and to have a space to live and be unpacking yeah. and all of yeah, that. Yeah, I bet. Settling Real down blessed. a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. During a pandemic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like, like I stopped a lot of places for like longer or whatever, but it was like, I wasn't settling, you know, I wasn't settling in those places. I was just kind of stopping. It was like the pandemic, it's not a time to roam, you know? Yeah. Really, so it truly. was like, I would go to a place and then stay and then go to a place and stay. And then it was like, I couldn't, I was like, I can't just, I need, I was just praying so hard. I was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. Like, what is home, yeah. you know, and I've been on what this deep, home. what is home? I've been on this deep search of what is home, really committed to that. I know home is on the inside for like a couple of years. And then mm -hmm. I had that, like I landed in that in myself. And then I was like, but you know what I want? I went home on the outside. Yeah, real. <laughs> you know what I have? Yeah. I have a body and like clothing and I wash my hair. Like I want to like a home that's, that's, my, that, that's mine. So I feel like this is a huge step in that direction because I at least can really settle into this and whether I stay here for you know a long time or whether I just stay here to settle and then go to the next place I'm not even I'm not even really concerned I'm just so grateful to have a place to really move into and feel into so congratulations thank you um how are you I'm you're in LA right oh I'm well yes I'm based in LA but right now I'm in New York and I leave later today to go back to LA. So I'm excited for that. Speaking of home, right? I'm like returning home. Mm. Uh, to my hometown, spending time with my family. And, and I didn't even realize it was the Cancer New Moon on Monday, mm. how all of that is kind of connected. It was kind of just a, a, like, literally, I didn't even realize it was a new moon on Monday. I was like, oh, this makes sense now. <laughs> right, totally. Totally. I had no idea. Well, I knew it was the new moon, but I had taken this walk in the middle of the day. And then I went and saw someone's post on social media and I was like, oh my God, I was in the middle of walking and singing. And then even the song that I was singing changed. And I was like, I looked back and I was like, yo, that was the new moon paradigm shift of like cancer. And like, it was just like, I was like, it was so resonant. I was like, that totally was that it was like I like took this walk and was singing this song that I had written and just kind of been workshopping and playing with and it's this like it was just this parrot this notion of like I don't know if this other person like loves me the way that I love them and then while I was praying I was like of course this other person loves me the way that I want to be loved because the, I don't have an actual person in my head I'm like dreaming in the like lover partner so of course they love me the way that right. of course like yeah, of course that you know person. exactly that it, like that is the of course that's it and that was just again that was that like, coming home feeling really in so many ways and that like what is that dreaming that that safe home and that those safe partnerships and experiences well everything we say is precious so let's let's kind of continue we'll just continue our conversation here um <laughs> Did you want to say something else though? I feel like you started to say something and then I was like, are you in LA? Uh, I asked no. you how you are. Yeah, I'm doing good. I, you know, I'm similar to you. It's like, I have to just be grateful and thankful for everything that's going on. And mm. I feel great, you know, um, working on this film. <laughs> yeah. 
and trying to stay grounded through this major upheaval that we're experiencing yeah. as a collective. Yeah. It's tough, you know, and traveling during the pandemic, as we talked about, is not like the business, but, yeah. you know, trusting in the universe's protection. Yep. Yeah. 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 That I really, yeah, it's, yeah, that it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's, I'm grateful for the practice at the faith walk, right? That this isn't right. the first time I've like done a thing, you know, like I had right. that realization the other day being like, I'm so glad I called a friend who I had some cleanup to do, you know, uh-huh. you know how that happens. I had some cleanup to do. And so I, I called them and I said, I'm so grateful that I have enough practice that I just knew it would be worth it to call you and have this conversation because, um, because if this was like one of the first times I was like risking that kind of like, hey, I have to tell you about something I'm ashamed of and I'm not proud of and I don't like about myself because in efforts to build a strong, you know, long-term relationship with you, like that's worth it, you know? I was just like, I just, in the midst of everything, like everything just feels like 10 times harder. And so I'm so grateful for all the things that I have like the courage or the practice of the faith to do yeah so whether it's traveling or clean up in a relationship or even physically even moving packing and moving like i'm glad right. that i'm adept at that <laughs> you know that i yeah. know how to like carry things and up it's and not your stuff. first time yeah and not you've my done first it before time. exactly oh my God. i think it really lends an ability to to do it period at the end kind of actually you know like you are going to LA right like you are gonna see your family you are going to yeah you're making this film in the midst of all of this like fuck yeah you are (laughs) thank you for joining us on vagina talks I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are so I want to invite you to come check out the patreon That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about to from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they could teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so 
I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one so feel free to chime in as we go along without further ado today's episode Hmm. hello beauties and welcome back to Vagina Talks they call me Sophia Wise one I'm your host, and we have such a treat of a show today. I have a dear, beloved, creative, magic, loving, visionary human to share with you all, to, to bask, to bask in, to, 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 I don't know, let's just get into it, but I'm going to give her a little, little formal introduction here. Candace is an emerging writer, director living in Los Angeles, California. Although her primary interest is narrative, she views documentary as a necessary tool for increasing awareness of marginalized communities and preserving history and culture. Often blurring the lines between genres and forms, her styles can best be described as creative nonfiction. She received her BA in creative writing at Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia, followed by her MFA in film and media arts at Temple University in Philadelphia. Hey, oh, maybe, maybe that's where we met. Philly, PA. While at Temple, she met me. She earned her certificates in teaching in higher education and entrepreneurship. In case you can't tell, she's a beast. Okay. Um, in addition to developing her own projects, she's currently at work at DreamWorks Animation, an independent documentary production company, and an in- independent documentary production company, um, Nightfire Films. When not at work, she could be found on the beach, on the dance floor, reading tarot, or hanging out with her cats. Uh, Candace, welcome. Thank you so much, Sophia, for having me. And I just want to say, hearing that you would find me on a dance floor, floor in the age of the pandemic is really kind of sad now because it's like that's not happening at all. I know I know I almost cut it I had that moment I was like but you know it's yeah no I know it's like finding our dance floor in your living room <laughs> the Thank dance you so floor much for having me oh my gosh I'm so glad you're here I'm just so grateful for you know one of those things of uh I'm just so grateful for how you walk in the world. I just remember, you know, we met as neighbors sharing a porch in Philadelphia, the, the magic of our conversations so consistently, just that, that soul family, just like, mm-hmm. I see you, I see you spot, you know, and I just watch your work over the past few years. And I'm really excited about the film that you're working on right now. So I like was excited to just be like, come on and like we'll just like weave some stuff together and um you know and give a shout out and invite people to support your your awesome storytelling and one of the things that i loved i'll just kind of have this moment here so and you're still actively fundraising for edible right that is correct yeah that's up so people can go and check it out one of my favorite things about it is not only are you telling the story that is inspired you know inspired by your own personal transformation and this interplay between um 
race, culture, location, identity, queerness, like, right? There's like all of these nuances of just this, this, you know, one, as far as I can tell this, like one night in, you know, in a person. Yes, that's exactly it. (laughs) You're like taking the one night, right? This, these, these turning, these turning moments that we have in our lives. And, and I just know, I mean, you're just an incredible storyteller. So I just, I know that's going to be really rich. And then this other piece of it, that's so apparent where you're like, I'm also going to employ some artists here in like pandemic time. Like I'm paying people, like, this is my breakdown. Like I'm paying real rates to real arts, to real, for real craft. Um, because you know, this is, this is real work and it's really valuable. And so I just, both of those things really like landed and grounded in me as being like, yes, it's important. And yes, that's important. So right off the bat, I just want to say like, hang out, Candice and I will take an adventure in this conversation and um, go check out and throw some funds um, to the edible fundraiser. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to know, I'm just gonna like real. I'm just the yeah. I'm just jumping in Please, hard right now. I love answering questions. Yeah, go for it. What's the <laughs> um? What's the prayer that's like working you right now? What's the like mm. the meditation, the theme? Like, what's the what's the invitation that your that your soul is is knocking? On Honestly, you? it's I've been kind of referring to edible as an offering, right? Mm. It's it's an offering of self and an offering to the world it's, it's, that's my prayer. My prayer is an offer, you know, like it's, it's the same, you know, we offer up prayers, we offer up food, we offer up ourselves. And this for me is about really offering up myself and my, what I can do. Um, I had a lot of, I've been working on this film for like three years now. That's the other mm. thing that people I think don't really notice or understand that it's not something that came, kind of came out overnight but yeah. honestly at the start of the pandemic it was like what can I do I know I wanted to make this film and I know that I wanted um I didn't want to let the pandemic stop me that was advice that I got you know and I, I kind of had this feeling like you know especially as I identify as a black queer woman we've been living in crisis for all this time, right? you know? (laughs) So to me, it was like, well, this is when we get to work, Mm. you know? And I I really appreciate that you mentioned about me paying people because that is a big component of it that I think people are missing as well, is that like this money is going toward my actors and my crew. Because I think before the pandemic, there was always this idea or notion with short filmmaking that like, you should be able to do it for free. Like people should work for free for it. Or, you know, like it just wasn't, it felt like people didn't um, give it any kind of importance. So it's like offering that realization to people as well. And like offering the process, offering a sneak peek into what it is to make a film and you know be in quote unquote Hollywood <laughs> you know right so that prayer is a prayer to myself and a prayer of offering mm-hmm. yeah I feel it I like really feel it when you speak to it I you know I want to go back to this this place of you know one of the things you said like now's when we do the work and it's that place of like fuck you know like when we're in crisis 
right? Like uh-huh. that, like that is, that is the thing. And, and for many of, for many of us in different, and especially through the lens of intersectionality, right? Like it's like right. for many, many of us, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that every, like there's no one who's outside the crisis loop right now, even uh-huh. those who may be in this kind of upper echelon. I'm like, you're, you're not like, you're, you're not, this planet heart is beating like right. all of us, you know, yes. and, and, and that's what's here. But I understand, right. And the crisis of their experience is very different from, right. As we, as we navigate kind of the landscape and those things, but understanding that, that people have to make that decision every day. You know, I said this in, in March, I, you know, we were talking right at the onset and I said, we're going to see, we're going to see like the, the weakest and most vulnerable links in our culture will be exposed. I said, a health crisis always exposes, uh-huh. always, always exposes kind of the, 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 the weakness in a system here. And so when we've seen it, and for a lot of people that has been a, a, a stark and rude and uh, disturbing awakening, right? And yeah. for those who have been living it, it's like, a, I don't know, I don't want to put, you know. It's not just from, another day, but at the same time, it is that like idea of almost that we've been prepared for it, mm. right? It's like how mm. you were talking about you've had this practice and you've had this experience already with moving and how to like how it's gotten you to where you are. It's a, it's a similar thing for me where it's been like, I feel like my life and my history and my ancestors it has all been preparing me for this moment, you know? Can you speak into that a little bit more just about the like I hear you. I mm-hmm. I resonate. I believe you. And like like maybe something an invitation. I'm like looking, inviting, like uh, pulling a thread of what is what's one thing that you've been doing or 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 living into or navigating in this time that what came to you through your ancestors came to you through your you know black queer artist well, life even, before this time. Yeah, you know even. Um, all of it really like um one of my dear witch friends is calling it the summer season a retro clips right so like i was saying (laughs) i started this process in 2017 and so like a lot of the people who are on board for this project now were people that i've talked to three years ago you know Mm. um on top of that um just thinking about the elder and the and I wouldn't call her an ancestor, but the filmmaker, Casey Lemons, who was the one who kind of told me, like, don't let anything stop you, mm. you know? Um, and she's the director of Eve's Bayou. She just directed Harriet and, you know, other amazing films that are out there. Like just even her directing Harriet, you know, about Harriet Tubman, yeah, like how powerful that is. And actually thinking about living in Philadelphia in terms of like my spiritual awakening and how that was like, you know, it started kind of right before I left Atlanta, but I feel like Philly is where it really found its place for me because I feel like there's so much history and so many spirits in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so able to connect with that side of myself through that time and develop that practice and develop that awareness. You know, I started reading tarot in Philly and, you know, got really into my crystals and things like that. And I remember having a conversation with you. It was so funny. I remember you telling me, that one of your past lives was like a crystal <laughs> and like uh-huh. singing a vibrating crystal. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. 
and you know, and just that element of like also <laughs> connecting with other spiritual beings through this practice and having that protection and like ritual around it. Like all of the mm. witches, like one question I get asked um, is like, who is the who are the people who are supporting you the most? You do you yeah. feel? And I would, without a doubt, would say it's been the witch community in LA, which I've always been resistant to living in LA, um, being from New York. But uh, actually in Philadelphia, one of my classmates, Fiona Otway, she told me, she's like, I think you would really like LA. I think you would fit in there. Cause I was into the horoscopes into you know, the planets yeah. and watching eclipses and stuff like that. And I didn't really understand why she was saying that. But being in LA or having lived in LA for six years now, it completely makes sense. And that has been the community that has embraced me for sure. Mm. What are you, what's, what are some of your like ancestors tools that are like right within your arm's reach? So like, I'm going to share, I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to <throat> start and then I want you to do it. So I, um, I am holding one of my relatives, uh, Selenite. Um, stone right now is in my hand and um, the first time I held selenite I burst into tears um, uh-huh. because I and I looked at the person who had just handed it to me and I said I know this is going to sound crazy but we're related it was just like <laughs> this profound I was like this is a like I'm holding a cousin like this is my this is my family uh, oh um so when you said like that life when you were a sentient singing you know healing crystal that's me telling you that story um selenite is one of the stones that really connects me back to that life and i don't know if it was a selenite planet or not but there was there's a thread there's a there's a there's there's a thread there um i have a mug that was made by a, a friend of mine that she made when she was in her healing journey and she she, as a practice of her um, of kind of healing her perfectionism from her um, eating disorder, she was doing this pottery and she would she would make it as perfect as she could and then she would um, do these chops into oh. them on the wheel as they'd spin and so it's this um, maybe I'll take a picture of it and post it um, so people can see so it's this this kind of wobble wobble mug but when I hold it it really reminds me of 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 the beauty and then inside that tea mug is a Tulsi ashwagandha tea Mm. so these are a few of my um and then the the the, uh technology beings that are with me right here for sure future Um, beings (laughs) yeah exactly yeah totally and um yeah and I'm out and I'm outside I chose to be outside so that's like that's so more nice. than I can name. So yeah, that's exactly yes. it. And I think for me, um, considering I'm not at home right now, I'm at my yeah. dad's place. But, um, but it was previously my aunt's place. So like I'm here with her plants, which is really nice. And I really nice. appreciate <clears throat> having some water and food. Like I feel like one thing that I've noticed, at least in terms of um, my friends in this community, and then myself, that some people are able to to better I guess trace that lineage right and trace that like you know so-and-so's mother was a witch or their grandmother was an astrologer and things like that whereas I don't necessarily have that same I won't even call it a luxury but like that opportunity Mm. I think because of the oppression of black identifying people in this country you know where that was taken a lot from them right but I think about how 
even still like my grandmother would and she wasn't that into like she doesn't know a lot about astrology or anything like that according to her right right but she always had like mugs speaking of mugs mugs that had like astrological signs on them and like that was Mm. something that we grew up you know with and grew up talking about our dreams and so like I feel like my the things that I have at my resource at my fingertips are just so much more um basic because that was what we were we had to deal with right so it is that that plant right it's just the plant it's the water it's the sage that I have here right it's the um another plant marijuana plant you know like and it's you know that cooking and the meals and preparing food like I learned to cook uh collard greens for the first time like a couple weeks ago and my grandmother was like coaching me through that process and that labor right like when I was making those just thinking about how many generations of people in my family had done this thing as a means of survival right and a means of nourishing and a means of magic at the same time too right like so all of that healing kind of wrapped into one into a cooking which we all know that that's true but you know just seeing that experiencing it firsthand because I was actually cooking something that has been passed down through generations you know Mm. quiets me so deep in my body when you talk about it you know it's so stabilizing it's so sane making it's just like uh-huh yeah that that I love it I also just love and appreciate the that notion of like what are like the tools what are the sacred things that are grounding you it's like a plant and water is like ding 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 right like right. that is so real that's so real it's so exactly. real it's so oh real it's the, it's the realest thing and also i will i will also add and i think this is a, a major key thread for me and even especially my ancestors right like i'm here at the atlantic ocean and we all know what that ocean has carried, but also now living in LA and living, you know, in close proximity to the Pacific Ocean and the ancestors that came that way, you know, it's like Mm. that water and that beach, that feeling of nature, like that aspect, like I could walk right now, you know, a five minute walk to the beach. And that is, that is, you know, that, ancestral grounding and rooting like my family moved here you know like I was talking to my grandmother yesterday and she said her family moved to Farakaway in 1950 she moved to Farakaway in 1950 so you know 70 years ago wow I I have a um a, a medicine story about the ocean a conversation i had with the ocean do you, do you want to hear about it i i love everything to do with the ocean please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so i was um traveling west i was going to california to do some work and i i sat down at the beach i went to see the ocean and i couldn't say the word pacific i like couldn't say it it felt my my mouth felt full of colonizing Mm -hmm. occupiers like Mm -hmm. I was just like it's not your name 
Like I just, it was like, I couldn't say it, but I was, I wanted to speak. I wanted to say, and I, so I said, I, I sat there, I said, ocean, like, what do you want me to call you? Like, uh. what's your name? What's your name? Hmm. And the ocean said, mother. Yes. That's it. <laughs> I was like, yep. Got that it. Is Got it. it. Got that it. That is it. That's that it. And it. then, and then she said to me, and it's only one ocean. Yes. Period. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's mother. Every ocean you go to, it's the, it's the ocean. mother. It's yeah. the mother. It's the ocean. It's the ocean. Like, it's the ocean. It's our mother. Like, we, it's a what? We're a water planet, and that's her. It's boom. That's, yeah. Mm. Yes. That's. Thank you for that. Thank you for that medicine. That that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. What do you What do you see? when you do some of your, when, when, when you look in, into, it's funny, what do I want to say? When I, when you look into the now, when you look into the future, when you look into the, the stream that we're in, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you're seeing? What are the cards telling you? What are the stars telling you? What's your heart telling you? What are you seeing that, that is now or coming? You know, it's funny because that you mentioned the heart, Right. So I don't know if I told you, but I just did this major heart cleanse for Venus retrograde, mm. um, which was so amazing and so necessary. Cause I don't know if you, I'm sure you do know, but I don't know if the listeners know, but basically Venus retrograde started on May 13th mm. and ended on June 25th. Mm. And if you look back at that time, <laughs> just grown about it. <laughs> first of all, grown all you need to, because oh. it was, a really painful time. Yeah. It was so hard. It was the hardest time. Like I mm. honestly, if I didn't, if I wasn't doing that heart cleanse, Sophia, yeah, I don't know where I would be. And yeah. I had a small group of like six people that were like doing it with me, mm. like being in that space of being like, we're gonna clean our hearts and we're gonna actively work to undo and mend our hearts right like there was this uh again quoting angela mama mama witch um mm -hmm. she was talking about the tony braxton song unbreak my heart and it's like there's no way <gasps> I, to oh my god say it <laughs> no, i couldn't stop singing that song in the during mercury uh, not mercury during venus and retrograde and nobody else has said it you're saying it right now but that i have that's Yes, it's, that was, keep going. That's what I'm yes. just I'm just like, it just came, it like it just kept coming out of my mouth. Right, because that's what we were trying to do, right? We were trying to, yes. but, but the idea is that you can't, you can't unbreak your heart. Mm -mm. We can't unbreak our hearts. The best thing we can do oh. is try to mend it, try to cl cleanse it. You know, and my whole wish for that period was that we come out with immaculate hearts. Oh, Yes. And mm. you know, I don't even want to get into that whole, like how we're talking about language and the colonizing language of, around, like when you think about immaculate hearts or anything immaculate, immaculate conception, you think about the Virgin Mary, you think about 
you know, all of that stuff. But anyway, um, the heart cleanse was so major. I mean, when I got, when we got to June and then the protests and uprising really, you know, started, Yeah. like, thank God, thank, like, thank the mother, like, thank, you know, mm. I, for me, God is neutral. Mm-hmm. God is, you know, the mother, like God is, God is in us. So I'm not trying to be exclusive with that language of God. I know it's been so abused. Language has been so abused and it really makes me a Gemini moon very upset (laughs) because I feel language is so important. Um, But like, thank God Mm -hmm. I had that practice, was in that practice. And I'm like, so it started off with me thinking like, because of my, my natal Venus is retrograde in Scorpio, which is a very tough placement for Venus. And I was, you know, I mentioned about edible. It's like, this is just one night of a, a string mm. of traumatic nights that I've had in my relationships, you know? Like, yeah. it's not just this one night. Like, this is probably like the, the more mild night right. <laughs> of everything that I've experienced, you know? But to working to see what, what that was coming from, where that was coming from and developing that self-love and that self-care and being able to care for others and inspire others like that, that was so major. I forget what the question was, but that, I feel like that was kind of the start in terms of where I, where this year like took me, like that was, you know, actually I would go even further back. So January, I had a, a very major procedure that I also feel like is was definitely clearing up ancestral and generational trauma. So I had like some fibroids removed and I found mm. out that I had endometriosis mm. and my part of my fallopian tubes had fused to my bladder because of the endometriosis. Wow. All these things that I had no idea of, but I had been trying to get to the bottom of for 10 years. And, you know, hearing my family talk about their experiences with the same issues, right. right? you know, and like, you know, I think 80% of women experience fibroids or something like that. Um, and, and it disproportionately, again, affects black women and, and, and all this stuff and thinking about the uterus as a portal, right? I remember when I first got like my ultrasound images back, it looked like I had a baby like it was like a baby was in my uterus but it was mm. it was a fibroid mm. or something else I don't even actually don't even know what it was but um you know the lining was thick and thickened and to me it was like it's this whole generational thing that's been passed down especially of black women having to make something out of nothing like there's nothing there like I've never even had a male partner right so right. like, this is all just like this growth and creation, right? Like we're just constantly trying to create something in order to get us through and like how powerful that is. So I had this surgery in January and I told myself at the end of last year, like, okay, after your surgery, that's when you're going to go and make your film. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, like got to still do it, you know? And and push and push through it and and you know it's going to be really hard um but now like it's now or never and i think that's kind of the i think that's what people are waking up to 
Like we don't have time to keep twiddling our thumbs and working for the man and being oppressed and, and, and be consenting to our own oppression, right? Like, yeah. cause that's the thing, that's, that's what we've been doing this whole time. You know, it's saying like, okay, yeah, this is okay. It's okay to do this or it's okay to do that. It's okay to oppress these people as long as you're not oppressing me or it's okay to do that, you know, like whatever. We're going to turn our, and now it's like, we can't turn, like the eye of Sauron is like, we can't turn away. We can't turn away anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't, in terms of what the future could hold, you know, what I hope and what I pray is that everyone can really go within themselves and do that inner healing work and figure out where they're holding on to the trauma and let it go and, and can shine light and shine light on each other and help each other through this time, you know, like it's so unreal where we're at. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. Um, but the, we have an opportunity now to, to create, create the future we want, you know? Yeah, I have to like that's what like that strikes me of that it's so unreal and I get this like ah, I get this like it starts really it's very it's a low tone what fire it's like a it's a like a deep in the belly like low roar of like see what's unreal is possible there's this way in which everything being such a banana shit show and like being beyond what people could comprehend to me <laughs> that's so exciting where i'm yes. like so so stop saying all these things are impossible because look at this bananas impossible situation exactly. like this is exactly. so unreal this is so much more unreal than the reasonable things that we're talking about like <laughs> healthcare and homes and food yeah. and yeah. real basic <laughs> like, you know real like, ba really. all of a sudden it's real basic it's not a stretch you know or even just like oh the literally the government can just decide to just give people everybody lots of money or not lots of money some money give some people money. money right and still give corporations tons of money right like you can just do that they just watch them do it and it's like yeah yes uh-huh yep that's what we've been saying like right i was talking to someone the other day and they were like it's like this oh my gosh james peniston actually from uh, one of the founders of studio 34 nice. we were doing a, we were i was driving <laughs> i was driving through ohio and i called my friends they said we're quarantining and i was like okay i was driving from montana to maryland and uh and i was like okay and i was like maybe i'll just drive by and say hello and so we literally hung out i didn't get out of the car and we just like hung out like they were on their yard and i was in the car and we were just like i'm just gonna see i just want to see you like i'm driving right. by let me right. just hang a left off a of 70 you know yeah and we're talking and it's this feeling of one of the things that we talked about was like i mean who saw it coming and it was like literally like anybody who looked like you could have listened yes, to anyone you could have listened to the health professionals you could have listened to the artists you could have listened to the ecological specialists you could have listened to the musicians to the visionaries to the spiritual teachers you could have listened to anybody the, like literally, literally anybody. anybody no you're like so right but you could have just yeah. listened to anybody and i'm shocked at the situation. people who are shocked i'm shocked by the people who didn't see it coming you know, you know, who weren't I, yeah. paying attention to that level. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and it's like, I, I, I have that too personally and for my own mending and for my own, for my own holding, I think of like, how do we care for, and my own self, right? The part of me that has the part of me that did see it coming. Right. It was just like, yes, like, uh-huh. This is literally, like literally what people have been like, this is just literally, literally, this is the thing. Like these are all of the things. None of this is a surprise. Um, and, and yet there's this place of recognizing like what you were talking about of like consenting to our own oppression or participating, or this is a rough one, perpetuating, uh, right? Like the ways in which we perpetuate that. Uh -huh. um, and that recognition of most of the time, a lot of us aren't doing that consciously. And in fact, where we create the habits or patterns that look like maybe we are doing it consciously happened at a moment of a, of a, of a, of a spiritual trauma where we decided whether we would be conscious or unconscious to get through a moment. You know what? That is so, you, you made, you hit it right there. Like that is it, right? We are in a moment and then we have to make a decision, right? And so a lot of us have decided to operate unconsciously, right? For just to be able to survive. Just to get through. Just to, <laughs> just to be able to through. survive this life and how yeah. hard it is already. That's right. But right. I think this moment is that like, you know, they are, you know, some people are calling it that great awakening, yeah. but really what is an awakening, but bringing consciousness to those parts unconscious. Yes. Ooh, I you know, all the chills. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it. that's, I think that's really what it's about. It's shining that light in places that we don't want to shine it mm -hmm. or we are used to not shining it and not reflecting back at ourselves. Yeah. And really just going, leaning in, like you're saying, leaning into that feeling, leaning into yeah. whatever that is. And I think my decision at the start of the year was like, and, you know, of being on that path as well, you know, it's like, and a part of it, I think is also the Venus retrograde and Scorpio issue, but leaning into, mm -hmm. leaning into the hurt and the trauma and like saying like, right. Cause you, the other thing is like, if you don't, that's, it comes back, right? It just right. keeps the coming back. The cost is high. Right, yeah. the cost is high, but also like you just, you're gonna have to deal with it one way or another. Right, it comes around, right? It's like the cost is high and it's not going anywhere. Right, <laughs> right? Yeah. it's like, so, it'll, I, yeah, I say that. I said, the good news is your wisdom won't give up on you. It'll just come right back around, get louder every time. Yeah, louder and louder, louder and louder. And this is, look at how loud it's spoken now, right? Right, yeah. For the collective to, to experience. I have to say, I do have those moments for me. I was the bottoming out. I had a deep, my own deep awakening, a, an awakening that was parallel to my initial kind of massive descent awakening that happened right at like 1920 for me. Um, I had not visited those depths in 15 years. I was like really down there. And, um, and you know, I have to say when I'm consciously voluntarily, like I know I could make some choices and like go over here and like do a thing. But when I'm like choosing instead to say, I'm going to awaken, I'm going to take this light into that corner over there and I'm going to look at it. In those moments, I'm not confused why nobody does it. And I don't mean nobody. I'm not confused why anybody doesn't do it. Doesn't want to do it. Right? It's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. 
And I'm just like, I've been, I think that's one of the things for me is just being like, I, I practiced, you know, that's like it. I practiced. And so it's like that process. And then I think the other pieces that's very hard and I, my womb starts to kind of ache and tilt. That's like, this has like, how do I make this clear enough? It's like so deep in me. It's like, I'm going to like expand my emotional body is like getting very big and like pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And if you need to like climb inside this space, it's hard. And then what we see is difficult. And yet what we need to do is love whatever the fuck we find. Yes. Like that is one of the most, it's like the great it's awakening is not, right, right. It's integrating. It's not uncovering these things and then shaming, bullying, yes. beating yes. up, yes. cursing. It's so tempting. It's so tempting to yes. open that up and say, oh my gosh, these people did that. Or, oh my gosh, my people did this. Or, oh my gosh, I did this and go, you're, a, you know, and then, and then curse it. And that is not the remedy <laughs> well you get you stay stuck in it when you you know right, right? when you, you yeah when you, you actually re mm -hmm. right when you don't say okay i acknowledge that this happened and i'm going to accept and um embrace it right it's, again it's like that double embracing that <sighs> leaning in twice yeah it's like leaning right. in to, to look first yeah and then when you find it oh. saying like okay i found you and you're not getting away and I won't let, you know, mm. I won't, and I, I wrote these letters through this process of uh, the heart cleanse. I wrote a letter to anger, stagnation, mm. fear, and I wrote a letter to myself. But like in my letter to fear, you know, I basically said like, fear, you're sacred. Like, people have been using you and abusing your name this mm. whole time yes. when like, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, like you serve a purpose, a, a very high purpose, just like anger. Yes. You know, there's righteous anger. Fear keeps us alive and keep, mm. and we can use that fear to motivate us. Right. Imagine if <laughs> I even said this in the letter, like imagine if, people did the right thing, you know, not say the right thing, but like did good in the world because they were afraid of what would happen if they didn't. Right. Right. And also that idea of sitting with your fear, examining it, inviting it in and saying like, what is this fear here to teach me? What am I really afraid of? You know, and that whole quote, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. It's like, don't say that. <laughs> fear is nothing to be afraid of. But it is something to embrace and, yeah. and revere. Revere, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I, like to, I like to call fear an informant. <laughs> I like you know, that. It's like it, fear is it's, fear has an incredibly important place. <clears throat> fear and anger both informants, but you know it's like not the boss, right? Like not the decision maker, um, but the inform brings in hugely important information to the table. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, all yeah. of it does. All of those things that they right. they were taught. You know, like said. I mean, duality is real, but at the same time, it's like, it's not good or like the, the, the yin and the yang, it's not like a line down the middle right. of a, you know, of a circle. 
they're feeding each other. Yeah. I always think of a yin and a yang like an orb that is, um, and those points are fountain points. So it's liquid and it's this like, they're moving and they're, there are these wells that like feed each other. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's all, it's all living, right? Like it's all living. It's not a, it's not a still, there's stillness. There's moments of stillness, but, but that's even that it's like how in music they say like a rest is a note, right? Like well, a, a stillness stagnation, is part of the right? Stagnation is it's not even real that was my whole thing to stagnation it's like are you even a real thing like that's not (laughs) (laughs) because we all know that the universe is constantly moving and constantly at you know and I like that idea of like arrest is a note stillness is the move that's a song that the dirty projectors did and the Solange covered it and now I kind of actually I didn't really get it but you saying that helps me get it. Stillness is the move. You know who really taught me that? That was learning how to dance in Philadelphia. That was like a hundred, <laughs> that was some like South Philly magnet school business where like we would do the, oh my God, where's my brain? Mm, I guess technically it's inside my skull. It's very soft. <laughs> it's mostly fluid. Um, uh, when you're in a circle and one person's in the middle, that's called a thing, right? That's like a thing people, I don't know what that's called, but um, you know, like when someone's in the middle and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and these kids would get in the center and it was like, they'd like pop one shoulder and then stop. And it'd be like, Oh snap. You know, like the move was the stop, you know? And I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. And like oh, break dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. Exactly. You know, like boom, that's the power move. Or to go real slow to like do a thing. Other people get in there like shake, 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 shake. But then you like pop and stop. You know, it's like that's the that's well, the, the move. The you know, that's lock, the you know that's the lock. It's the lock. You know, that's the exclamation point. So that's a that's a that's a thing. Well, I know I want to be mindful of your time, so I want to kind of like going to yes. begin to kind of like, like bring this in a little bit. I've got like two formal closing questions. Okay. Um, but, but before we do that, I just want to see if there's anything else that you want to like say or like bu- bubble. I don't know. Bubble. I don't know. Is there bubble. anything you want to bubble? Anything I want to bubble up. I just, yes. <laughs> you know, I always want to bubble up gratitude. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear that from me a lot because I, I believe in that. Um, <laughs> and no, I think your questions are so good and so insightful. And um, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm really having a good time. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. I love having a good time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's I, one of the things that I want to speak into um, is that part of that moving forward now, right? Like, in a time uh-huh. of crisis, right? Like sometimes the rest is the move. And so for a lot of people, that's been a huge part of this. For a lot of people, the, the, the action is like the crisis is not an invitation to stop. It might be a question, an invitation to do it differently or to look deeper or to get clearer, but to kind of keep going. And that as we're envisioning kind of where we're going from here, the permission to feel good to have pleasure, to be supported, to enjoy your life in the midst of everything that's happening. That's like what's bubbling up in me, right? It's just being like, 
you're allowed to feel really fucking good right now. In fact, we are responsible to create the resonant field, the energetic imprint that is creating our future. Like, so there is a get when you can have that space, when you can say yes to that pleasure and to that pleasure that's rooted in true well being and care, right? Yes. That like choosing good, if your fear goes like, I don't know if I can, and then you're like, this is in alignment and right, like, then that that's it's it's truly service. It's truly service to an environment where a lot of people are waking up and they don't see and they don't know and everything's in question. When we can have those moments of clarity of what is well in our body and for our soul, we're creating pathways and answers to questions that are being asked on a very deep collective Ooh. level right now. Yeah, you know what, you make a good point. I think it's so important and I, I I always undermine myself for this, but I think it's true. And I think it's true of edible. I think what what's connecting with people about it is that they see something getting done and they see someone doing something a little bit different and hopefully it inspires them to do it, something mm -hmm. that they've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But also thinking about how through this process, how you said like the pleasure, that's been what we've been calling, what I personally have been calling in. And then through my coven, calling it in right we had a whole edible full moon pleasure and protection ritual yes. um but also that idea of calling in ease and calling in joy and calling in flow like all of these things to like just show it doesn't have to be like we don't have to force mm -mm. anything and we don't mm -hmm. have to be um like it's gonna be easy don't get and, and, we're, and I'm the same, like, I know I get impatient too, like, especially when you're making a movie and you have to like be responsible to other people, you know, at that point, yeah, because you're leading them. It can be challenging, but I think I love reminders like this, that it's like, it's all going to be in its time and like, just keep going. And like the, the, if you create that vibration and you create that resonance, right? Like it, it solidifies, right? Too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. Absolutely. And I think we've been those, we've talked about how, you, how fear has been like misnamed and misused. I think joy, pleasure, ease, what's easy, comfort, safety, all of those things have, have really been, I think those terms have been highly kind of gaslit and hijacked. Mm -hmm. We've been told that they mean something different than what they mean, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so to really resonate with those, with those true and, and, and it's like part of me wants to dissolve the language, but whatever the trueness that those things are speaking to that experience, that's the world we're creating. That's the world we want. Yes. That's the one we're saying yes to, you know? So anytime that we can step into that and say, oh, this is what it is, that helps the person next to us, whether they know it or not, because that's the nature of <laughs> vibration, yeah, right? Um, so like, I want to say to you right now, thank you. And thank you to your coven. And thank you for that, your prayers for pleasure and protection over this, this journey for you, because you, that is resonating and amplified and has supported my journey in, in, uh, in the pleasure and protection of the creative endeavors that I've been on personally uh -huh. that's how this uh -huh. works so thank you thank you for contributing to that in that in that way i'm really grateful yes thank you mm -hmm. okay so my second to last formal question is how and where do you like people to find you or connect with you i personally um love instagram but the other thing that i want to stress is that 
you know, email is probably the best. Like I have a mailing list that you're on Sophia. Thank you so much. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I think for me a few years ago, I was all about reclaiming, right? Reclaiming our power from these machines yeah. and the matrix. And so I set out to get everyone's email address, which, you know, I think I have my mailing list is like maybe 1100 people right now. Um, and I think that has been so powerful and even like helps edible, right? Become what it is because I have that, like I can, can actually connect with people one-on-one rather than having to wait on, you know, Facebook to decide to show my post to somebody Yep. because it hits some kind of algorithm quota, you know, and similarly yep. on Instagram, now that it's owned by Facebook, unfortunately, um, I think I still prefer it to Facebook. So I'm at Instagram. I'm at Candice.with.a.k. You can also follow my film on Instagram at edible the film. Um, you can also email edibletefilm at gmail.com or email me through my website, candicewithak.com. Like, however you want, if you feel called to reach out, like, just do it. Don't be afraid. I'm a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, I just, that, I think it's a really powerful time. I think people are having more and more of those moments of like in meditation or walking down the street and being like, I had this thought or I had this inspiration. And I, it's really a time for us to just follow the, that information mm-hmm. because what I'm noticing is that as we're getting more connected and, and the awakening is deepening and deepening, we are being given those messages almost simultaneously. And so when I message someone and say, I had this message, people are responding like, I was, I had that thought earlier today, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so I just want to really invite people like if you have that with Candice, like whatever it is, like as random as it seems, like go ahead and be a weaver in that. And like, anybody in relationship to anybody that's part of how we're we're building and weaving something new right now are these moments of inspiration and following them um and the more we follow them the easier they become to follow so so truth truth um okay so my last question and we kind of talked about this already but i want to um i want to kind of just ask it in this in this way how do I want to ask it? I want to really ask it as a, as a prayer really, or kind of whatever kind of comes through you. But my last question is this, like we're, as we're imagining where we go, where we're going, what does mm-hmm. it look like? What does it taste like? What are the details oh. of that landscape? So we get off the boat on the other shore. We arrive, come off the zip line. We come out of the, the tunnel that we've dug. What, where is it? What does it look like? How does it feel? What it looks like to me and what I hope it looks like for everyone. Number one, I hope it looks like environmental justice. Mm -hmm. I hope it looks like I'm praying for, you know, they say, you know, the end of suffering, you know, like just no suffering. Um, And I think it looks like It's just a beautiful thing. It's like everything we can imagine of love and peace and prosperity and just magic and all of that to be like the highest version of ourselves. I think that's, you know, it's because really that's what it is. That's what's happening, right? Like the planet is actually going through an, an ascension. So it's like we are helping to elevate her. And I'm very quick to tell people that like, I don't really, not to say I don't care about anybody. I don't care about things, but like, 
earth first, <laughs> mm. earth forever. <laughs> mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, to be honest, it, and I, I over the Fourth of July weekend or whatever, there were so many fireworks happening in the month of the protests erupting in LA. Honestly, it felt like, and it, I feel like it, it's a great analogy. It feels like a battle for Earth, mm. an intergalactic battle for Earth is the best way I can describe it, right? And like, Earth is our home. Earth is our mother. So it's like, are we really like out here being like, well, we're going to go to Mars? I don't think so. At least me, I'm not. Like, y'all go if y'all want to, but I'm good. I mean, like, I might go to Mars if that's an option, like, for a trip or something, but, like, like, I'm not going to lie. I ain't even trying to go on a trip. Like, I'm good. Like, uh, let my let my light body project there, like, in my mm, dreams and all that. Because that's the other thing. Like, we can already access these places. Yeah. So I don't need to, like... Like, that's actually one thing that really gets me riled up is like how much we are trying to, how much we're using Earth's resources to like expand and colonize other planets. Yes. Like, I feel like that is a complete waste of time and energy. (laughs) It's like, what are we really doing? Like, yes, I understand science and, you know, wanting to expand our minds and stuff, but like, we already have all of that. How are we going to be out here going to Mars? Meanwhile, we have this polluted, you know, ocean. Right. Right. My whole thing is like, <laughs> sure, we can victoriously learn how to terra. Um, uh, oh, my God. What's it called? Terraform. We can learn how to terraform. And then we can use that technology to repair and terraform terra. We can. Exactly. That's like, that's what's useful about that. Let us restore and rebuild. Um. Yes. Let us mend earth, earth first. Mend, yes. earth, mend the earth, mend the heart. I want to thank you for you and your gathering, doing your heart journey, your heart healing. And um, I just want to thank you, Candice, for being with us today. I want to just thank you for having me. And I want to thank you for being, right? Mm. And I want to go back to the word that you said about weaving, like be a weaver, and then, like, I don't know, like, the play on words in my head is, like, be a weaver and a believer, too, at mm. the same time. You know, mm. it's, like, all of that. Mm-hmm. So you're being and you're weaving and you're believing and all of that. So thank you so, 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 so much. Mm. I'm just taking that in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, I'm drinking it. Yeah. <sighs> mm. Oh, beautiful. Oh, Candace. Oh, what a treat. What a treat. I know. I'm sending you a big hug right now through the, oh, through the airwaves. Yes, yes, it's happening. Okay, anybody else want in? Group hug. So good. Sweet listeners, thank you so much for joining me yet again. If you love this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another <laughs> one. Um, I've got a bunch of other podcasts if you don't know about it. Medicine Caller, Temple Erotica, Stories of Sacred Sexuality, and I've got a new one coming um, down the line. I love my life podcast. So if you look up Sophia Wise One on any of the platforms, they ought to all pop up or go check out my website. Thank you for being here. I am 
earth first. We are the earth, the body, the earth. We are the earth. May your earth, may the earth that you are, may your body, no pleasure, no joy, no peace, no being, no well-being. May you radiate the truth of who you are. May that be well-received, celebrated, and adored. May your pleasure be worshipped, and may you know your soul song and bask in your own glory. All right. Take care and be a thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so much love. So much love to each and every one of us. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.